Welcome to the Delight in the Limelight podcast. I'm your host, Linda Ugalo. I'm here to take you on a journey to open your inner freedom and self-expression so that speaking is something you love to do. I have a special deal going on where I'll be giving away one of my online programs for free. All you have to do is leave a review and I'll be choosing one person at random each week to receive this gift. I'll have the courses to choose from listed in the show notes. Let's move on to today's episode of Delight in the Limelight. If you ever worry about what others think when you speak or you have an inner dialogue in your mind that sounds like, I'm not good at this, I don't know what I'm doing, or if they only knew how little I know, they'd be horrified. Today's episode is for you. Today, we're looking at the power of positive regard and its ability to impact your self-belief, your sense of safety, and your comfort to be the center of attention. In his TED Talk, The Validation Paradox, Finding Your Best Through Others, my friend Jeffrey Shaw suggests that because we see ourselves with certain self-beliefs, expectation, and limitation, others can often see in us more than we can in ourselves. I agree. And I see it happen over and over again. Positive reflection from others can provide the reassurance we need to address the worries and doubts we carry about ourselves. When we acknowledge and accept this positive regard, we develop a sense of self-worth and value. The receiving part, though, can be the hard part. If you're like most people, when someone says, you look great today, you'll respond with, oh God, I haven't washed my hair. I've got bags under my eyes from lack of sleep. Isn't it interesting? We want to feel appreciated for who we are. We want other people to share what they like about the way we look, about what we say and do. But then when it's given, we tend to deflect and minimize it. The very thing we say we want, we push away. Why do we deflect compliments? Why is it so hard to receive them? Well, just like messages we absorb around being seen and heard that I spoke about in episode four or chapter three of the book, we also pick up mixed messages around receiving praise and compliments. I'm going to go over five reasons for this behavior that work against our self-interest. Listen to them and see which ones you resonate with. Number one, modesty would be at the top of the list. I know that I used to think it was considered good etiquette and a sign of modesty to deflect compliments. And perhaps I also suppose that it would make others feel more comfortable around me if I minimized myself. We do this when we're afraid of outshining others. The most beautiful reframe I know for this fear is a quote from Marianne Williamson's book, Return to Love. She says, we are all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. Now, if you haven't read the full passage, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. I recommend printing it out on a piece of paper and keeping it where you can read it when you need a reminder. The second reason why we might deflect compliments are the rules we hold around deserving. I've come across three ways this gets expressed. I was chatting with my friend Julia, who was at the time a photography major at college. I told her how I appreciated her artistic perspective and how creative she was. Without missing a beat, she said, oh, I'm not really. Why do you say that, Julia? I asked. Oh, because I'm so aware of how much more there is to learn, and I really admire the great artists around me, and I don't think I'm as good as them. Okay, there are two things here. Let's get some perspective. 
You don't have to reach a certain stage or a certain standard of perfection like an A grade in school or an award to deserve appreciation from yourself or others. Think about it. Everything in a process leads to the next level. That means that any point in a process can be looked at with appreciation because every stage is the result of what came before. And every stage becomes the foundation of what will come next as you get better and better. You can receive kudos at any stage. Acknowledge the process and the value in your journey and accept compliments as they come. Now let's turn to her second reason to deflect the compliment. All the great artists around her and how she doesn't compare. Of course, there are others around you who will have more experience and recognition. This will always be the case. It's also irrelevant. You don't need to be the best in your field to be deserving of appreciation. You don't need to do something or think something that no one else is doing. Just by virtue of being you, you bring something unique to the world. That is enough. You are enough. My speaking mentor, Michael Port of Heroic Public Speaking, is fond of this quote by Joseph Campbell. The privilege of a lifetime is being who you are. The privilege of a lifetime is being who you are. I like that. Number three, let's look at one more way you may feel undeserving. One of my coaching clients, Daryl, struggled to receive compliments. When we dug into his resistance, it turned out to be guilt for some past behavior. He had copied his classmates' homework in second grade and turned it in as his own. He continued to punish himself all these years, in part by depriving himself the gift of receiving positive regard from others. If you feel undeserving of positive regard, if you feel shame for something in the past, if you feel that you are undeserving of love because of it, that's exactly the time you need the tender, loving arms around you. Review the first part of the Inner Freedom Framework, Reveal and Heal, in episodes 7 through 13, or read chapters 4 and 5 of the book. Clearing these beliefs and exploring their roots will allow you to receive the compliments of others. Let's review what we've talked about so far. We covered modesty and not wanting to outshine others. We covered the rules we've made around what makes us deserving or not to be the recipient of compliments. Let's look now at two fears. Sarah, a student in one of my courses, brought up a concern. I'm uncomfortable to hear nice things about me because it feels really close to being arrogant. And I was taught that arrogance was bad. In fact, we use that word as an insult. We'd say, oh, that person is arrogant. And we don't want to be like that, right? Right. We don't want to be arrogant. But what we were told as kids was misleading and incorrect. And this is why. Arrogance is the opposite of positive regard. Arrogance is an inflated sense of self. You puff yourself up to compensate for the lack of self-esteem or self-love. Positive self-regard, on the other hand, is kindness towards oneself and a belief that you're okay just as you are with your flaws as well as your talents. You don't turn to arrogance because you are fine with who you are. When you are filled with self-love and compassion, when you have what you need, you actually have more empathy and capacity to listen, to understand, to appreciate and focus on your audience. Last but not least, you may have a cultural belief that receiving praise is dangerous. In my Jewish culture, not long ago, thinking too highly of yourself or your circumstance or your family was believed to draw the attention of the evil eye. 
My grandmother Molly used to pretend to spit, poop, 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 if one of her friends said, what beautiful grandchildren you have, or if she heard some terrible news. This spitting was to protect us from the evil eye whose primary responsibility was to keep a lookout for excessive love, admiration, and appreciation. Okay, who came up with this idea that we should be afraid of compliments and admiration? Who decided it was dangerous and undesirable? That Icarus will melt if he gets too close to the sun? Why would this have been important? Who would it benefit? Might it have been a way to keep certain groups of people fearful and disempowered? I don't know the answer, but this I do know. You deserve to bask in the warm surround of appreciation. You deserve to be held. Now we've been focusing up to this time on the experience of the receiver, but there is another side too, that of the giver. When someone offers you a compliment, it's a kind of a gift a reflection of some essence or appreciation. And when you don't receive it, if you take a look at it and drop it on the ground and say, nah, that's not me, that's not true, or doesn't matter, you not only put yourself down, you put down the giver of the gift as well. You are giving a gift to the giver when you receive their gift. So how does this all fit in with speaking? Well, you see a lot of people on stage doing this. They finish a talk, and when people applaud, they break away and make a run for backstage. Now, there may be theatrics involved here or a need to keep the show rolling, but more often than not, it's a deflecting of the compliment. They don't want to seem arrogant or feel undeserving. They don't realize they're dropping the gift of the audience on the ground. When you run off stage or or bury your head in your papers at the meeting table after you presented or shared an idea, it's the equivalent of saying, "Ugh, my hair's a mess. I have bags under my eyes. But in this case, you're saying, that wasn't very good. My words weren't well put together. My speech is a little frayed around the edges. When you hold yourself in this attitude, you create a separation, a, a wall between you and your listeners. In contrast, When you receive, you allow the wall to come down. You can stand on stage, all eyes on you. The audience is giving you a gift, the gift of their attention. You relax into it. You let yourself be seen and appreciated, and you appreciate them in return. So how do you go from deflecting compliments to receiving them? As I always say, practice. Nothing is too small to practice. When someone gives you a compliment, simply say, thank you. But don't stop there. Take it in. Let it fill you up. Let it spread momentarily to all your cells and tissues. Ride the wave of the good feeling. Coach and author Gay Hendricks says, aim to savor your good feelings for 15 seconds. Let it fill you up. This is exactly the process I teach in Comfy on Camera. We practice relaxing into our bodies, of receiving positivity, letting it fill us up with pride, and expressing our gratitude. Getting on camera becomes a pleasant place to be, where we feel supported, embraced, and enhanced. With every daily video you post, you receive comments of what people in your cohort like and appreciate. Things that you say, how you say it, what you do, how you be. You're flooded with evidence of your worthiness and uniqueness. As Jeffrey Shaw said in his TEDx talk, you get to find the best of yourself through the eyes of others. One of my students said she loved going back to read the comments under her videos. They were like little pieces of candy for her amygdala. That's considered the fear center. 
Another student described the feeling like a video game where positive atoms flew around, bursting the negative atoms out of the air. And yet another put it like this, I'm expanding my self-acceptance instead of the critical inner voice that isn't echoed anywhere else in the world, only between my ears. I'm opening to see myself with the loving eyes that my friends would see me with. So there you are on camera or presenting in a meeting or on stage, feeling the positive regard, feeling filled up, and your feeling of gratitude and delight to be with your audience, enjoying perhaps for the first time letting yourself be seen. I first came across the idea of positive reflections back in the 90s from Howard Glasser and his books on transforming the difficult child under his nurtured heart approach. Howard is a master of seeing the positive in you and giving language to what he sees. When I interviewed Howie, I got to be the recipient of his positive attention. And I remember thinking, wow, anyone who gets to be on the receiving end of this guy is a lucky person. This nurtured heart approach is now being used with great success in schools across the globe to awaken children and adults to their greatness and to create flourishing environments. I highly recommend checking this stuff out. I'll put a link to the interview and to the Nurtured Heart website in the show notes. Suzanne Kingsbury and her gateless writing method also uses this kind of positive reflection to help people fall in love with writing. She teaches how important it is to quell the fear center of the brain so that your thoughts can come forth freely. I was lucky enough to train with Suzanne and become certified as a gateless writing instructor. In gateless, you also reflect back what you love and appreciate in someone's writing, what is strong, what's working, what's interesting and compelling in the craft. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. So I want you to practice receiving from others, but I also want you to practice something else. Giving the gift of positive regard to family members, friends, colleagues, strangers. Practice looking for the positive and seeing things you like and appreciate about the things they say or how they express themselves. Be specific with your evidence. It's by knowing what we are doing well that we can choose to do more. As Howard Glasser says with children, when we are led to feel great about ourselves, we act out greatness. As you internalize this positivity from others and combine it with what you generate from within, you'll expand your self-belief, your sense of safety, and your comfort to be the center of attention. Yes, it will boost your ego. It will empower you. Don't be afraid of this power. Own it, and you will build your capacity to delight in the limelight. Thank you for listening to Delight in the Limelight. I hope you feel a little more hopeful and excited about speaking in public. If you like the show, recommend it to someone you know. And if you haven't yet read the book, Delight in the Limelight, you can get it online or at your favorite bookstore or request it from your local library. Remember, speaking is our human design. Let's learn to delight in it together. <laughs>